I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom. You know, we're getting to this a little late this week, but that's all right. It's still gonna be a good episode. Um, I want everyone to know that Maddie wasn't here last week, and he refused to listen to the episode as well. He just won't do it. <laughs> On the record. He's quite bitter. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. I'm also, like, I apologize if I come off kind of quiet right now. My roommate's room is on the other side of this wall right in front of me. Man, and Maddie, so, our, our, room, our listeners don't have time for excuses. They just need quality content. <laughs> well, quality out of you. <laughs> I, I told her that I would be recording at 8.30, and I was like, I hope that's not too early. She's like, no, 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 I'll be up. So I was like, all right, sounds good, whatever. Well. So, we'll see. We'll see. Bye. Yeah. You know, that brings me to, isn't daylight savings just the dumbest thing? Also, isn't it stupid that it doesn't happen until, like, November this year? Yeah. That's also dumb. Wait, I didn't know that. It's like November 4th. That's when you're supposed to turn the clock back. Fair enough. Such a strange and silly practice. You know, I was reading this thing about how apparently there were discussions, um, at least in BC, about possibly getting rid of it. Daylight savings? Yeah. That's a good idea. Saskatchewan doesn't have it. Yeah, I think they're doing it right by not having it. That's the... I agree. I mean, maybe it's served a purpose in history, but now it's just... Like, what are we doing? You know, you cut a piece of wood and add to the other end, and then you say, hey, it's different, is it? Yeah, I've it heard that. like it's worse now. I've heard that analogy several times, except like mm-hmm. a blanket, where you cut off the end of a blanket and sew it onto the other end. And then say yeah. it's longer yeah. Yeah, or exactly. better. Yeah. yeah, it's like, not really. <laughs> but not I mean, I don't know. You know, the funny part is I don't even really get it, because I feel like by the dead of winter, it's dark at sunrise, and... Or, like, sorry, not at sunrise. Obviously, like, it's dark when you wake up, and it's dark when you, like, get off work or whatever. Right, right. By the end of it anyway. So it's like, I don't know. I just don't really see the purpose in it anymore. Yeah, it's dumb. I think it came about when uh, farmers were doing stuff, or I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, T. What are we talking about this week, Maddie? Dude, we're going to talk about the biggest news in Canada, which is also why we need to get this up in, in people's ears as soon as possible, by the way. Gonna no happen. pressure. Um, we are talking about a huge piece of legislation, which, you know, here's the thing. When someone said, you know, you're going to look back at this when you're older and realize how kind of progressive we were on, on the legalization of marijuana, they're going to be like, it's going to be incredible. And I was like, I don't think it will be. But now I'm starting to think, yeah, they're exactly right. Like, this is this is a very monumental shift for a country, not just even like a province to legalize it or legalize the use of it. As you see, like down in the United States where there are several provinces that, or provinces, states that have, um, like decriminalize it, I guess, 
and it's yep. now like allowable to just like have on you and stuff. But Canada as a country just said, yep, yeah, smoking marijuana is totally cool with us. Okay. And I don't know, man. I think it's it's a powerful thing. And I'm, I, I'm actually really excited for it, not because I'm a marijuana user or anything like that, but I'm actually just really excited, obviously, for the economic um, side of things, Wait, I guess. Well, you're not a marijuana user, Maddie? Oh, I'm not, good. no. You know what? The taboo's still there. I bet you wouldn't tell us if you were. You know, I, <laughs> I would have no problem telling you if I was now. That's the funny part, right? Now that as it's legal. As, it, as soon as it became legal, it's like I've got no problem saying it. And yet, you know, it's funny. These guys I hang out with at school, um, one of them was like, dude, he's like, Wednesday morning. He's like, I'm going to go spark up the bong on my front yard. Just because he can, eh? Just because he can. He was just, like, so pumped about it. <laughs> and and I think that's the thing, right? You have so many people. And this is the funny part. I was thinking about this this morning. Is like, you know, I think there are these people who assume that, you know, this isn't going to be a good thing or whatever. But it's like, I can almost promise you that every Canadian knows at least one person who uses marijuana. Whether it be for oh, yeah. medicinal purposes, whether it's recreational, whether it's for whatever reason, everyone knows at least someone. If you don't, I would be shocked. And if you, no, if you don't, someone your friends aren't telling you the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. And now yeah. there's no reason to hide it. Yeah. Well, the taboo is still there. I think it'll be another few years before it won't be weird. I know. Um, you know, certainly, like if I'm at work, professional circle of friends. Um, and it's something we talk about. I still feel like, and I'm pretty, like, I don't really care what people think because it doesn't really matter. Uh, more than most, I would say. And it's still kind of like taboo. You don't want to be the person in the group who's like, yeah. Um, I, you could say it's a good idea, but to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be smoking day one. I think it's great. And I think it's, you know what I mean? That person would still sort of be like, oh, did you guys hear Tarek is a pothead? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like it shouldn't be a... It'll take some Stigma. time. It'll take some time. How long do you think it actually takes, though? Uh, you know, I think it depends. I think in some circles, right? Like, I know there's one person in particular I'm thinking of who I work with, and, and her husband's in law enforcement. And so she has some sort of special, like, she's super against it. She thinks it's a terrible idea. I know her. Honestly, it's like a generational thing. It's like some people, they just won't change their minds, and we're just going to have to wait for that generation to sort of... Um, pass don't, away and don't then say it'll die be, off. yeah, and then it'll sort of be like, but then I don't know. I think five, ten years tops, it'll be sort of like maybe, maybe it'll be like alcohol, where it's just like, yeah, it's Friday night, we're gonna go toke and, and <laughs> have some beers, yeah, and see where the night takes us. But I don't know if that's gonna be in five, ten years. It might be longer, right? So I don't even think it's gonna take five to ten years to be honest. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna take less than a year for it to become a cultural norm yeah i i think you know and that's the thing that's tough because depending on the sort of the circles you roll in and i know mostly it's more progressive it seems like for me so all i hear about is the good stuff and i absolutely am 100 percent for it i think in general prohibition is not ever a way of solving any problems i think um managing it in an illegal space is always better for just about anything anyways um but I think there are going to be some challenges that 
you know, people are going to have to ask some, some tough questions. You know, like we will certainly see more, um, certainly vehicle and maybe even workplace accidents related to um, driving or operating while under while in all high. I guess it'll certainly go up in that regard. There'll certainly be more um, weed related in like sickness and stuff like that. Um, and if we look at it at a dollars and cents value, I think the economic impact will certainly pay for those things. But it's like, what's our appetite? Like, we're okay with some people dying because of alcohol. We don't prohibit that. And what's our appetite for that under cannabis? Do you know what I mean? Bro, what about like smoking and alcohol? Like smoking and drinking, especially. You got to think they're. I don't want to say that it's like. That's the word I'm trying to think of. Like, I don't want to say that using marijuana is a healthier option. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably far less damage done to your body uh, as a whole than drinking does to your liver and smoking does to your lungs. Uh, but I could be wrong. I. I don't know. I'm sure there are people who would point to studies and whatnot that would say, no, Matt, you're completely wrong. Like, drinking is totally acceptable compared to smoking marijuana. And it's like, I just yeah. don't know that I can really agree with it. Like, if you're going to beat up on your body, like, I suppose the entire argument is kind of moot altogether because you're still harming yourself in some way. Well, I think reasonable but, smoking marijuana is supposed to not be that harmful for you. I don't know. Well, see, have you ever seen the inside of a well-used bong yeah it's pretty gross i guess exactly you gotta think but it's well used and poorly cleaned if you had proper right but how do you clean the inside of your lungs oh i see what you're saying i mean it's like yeah maybe maybe that method of that glass over and over and i'm sure there's like some dust and stuff in there that's helping it stick um i suppose it's just like that's what's always kind of grossed me out about like smoking dope is when I see people's like dirty old bongs that just have never been cleaned and it's just like if that's a sticking to the inside of glass like what's it sticking to in the inside of like in your lungs, my lungs yeah and, and I mean that's that's the only one method of getting weed in you and I think it would be a better comparison to compare to other types of smoke cigar cigarette right. smoke I think it's better than that but because you can certainly take you know edibles and I think that's well, you can't yeah maybe the they're, they're working on making drinkable stuff too like a beverage based yeah. cannabis thing but yeah. I don't know if that's existing yet so yeah yeah no absolutely it, you know I find it funny because I feel like it was about a year ago that we discussed this in the first place isn't it yeah probably I mean it's been on the radar for a little while since Justin Trudeau got elected because that was one of his campaign things like legalize weed and so he got it done he hasn't yeah. been able to get a lot of stuff done but he got that done <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, I love me me and the guys at school were talking, we're like, man, he should probably, like, he probably should have called an election to happen, like, this weekend. Yeah, he would have won for sure. <laughs> or, you know, all people who would have voted for him would be too high to get out to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would have been the best time. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, certainly the taboo around weed is just, I think it's disproportionately high. Like, for example, earlier this year, I hurt my back, something fierce. I was in constant pain, and it was awful. And it's like my doctor can prescribe me some serious painkillers. Oxycontin, 
maybe not quite morphine, but like, you know, like these super, super strong opioids. We know there's this huge opioid crisis across North America anyways, where people are getting addicted and, and dying and, you know, it's awful. But my doctor cannot prescribe even the CBD oil. It's like, no, that's, that's next level. You've got to get like a special doctor who's a licensed just to make that prescription so you can go to the weed store and get that when you had and it's just like and it's not hard to do like most it's just like whatever they'll just give it to you once you do that but it's like a special separate license it's like why is it will say okay you can give away you can prescribe these ridiculous prescription drugs but then we put weed in this second it's like a a schedule one drug so you're not even allowed to do much research because it's too dangerous blah 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 but we're like oh yeah morphine oxycontin no problem. Whatever, man. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm interested to see maybe there'll be some, I, I know there's been a lot of hype about the medical benefits of THC, uh, like marijuana and stuff. Talking to Brittany, my wife is a nurse. She's saying, yeah, it works great for some people, but generally speaking, you know, weed is some sort of magical drug to fix everything is probably being a bit over dramatized. Well, of course, but that's the two extremes right there. Yeah, Th that's, that's an what... extreme point of view to think that it's going to be this like, you know, magical substance that's going to fix everyone's ailments. Yeah, like, like that's obviously absurd, but I I do think that there's obviously health benefits to it, and I think now that people probably have a greater access to using it in their studies, um, we'll probably see more and more of the benefits kind of come out of it. I agree. And the conspiracy theorists will say pharmaceutical companies don't touch marijuana because it's not patentable. You can't, you can't, you do all this research and development and then the next guy can just sell it. You can't patent that, that treatment, right? So. Right. right. Well, you know, and I think, you know, I think you're crazy if you don't at least like, even with your own back pain and stuff like that, I think you're nuts if you're not going to at least try it out with like CBD and stuff to see if, if it makes any sort of improvement, even on like a personal level for you. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? Exactly. And if you're really in pain, like you talk to someone who goes through like chronic pain they don't care they'll try anything that's why they got addicted to opioids exactly you know what it. i mean and you're looking it's just for like, whatever is going to take the pain away absolutely and marijuana is much better than i think than most opioids if you can if you can choose that instead of an opioid right so anyways let's uh i mean we're uh, a business and finance podcast now a little bit right Dude, I have bring it to the masses let's talk some numbers I got some of the first day numbers here. All right, let's now, obviously go through by it. the time you folks hear this, they'll be a little different. But uh, first, I've got it broken down by province. Global Global News actually did this nicely for us. And so, if you guys didn't know, in BC, the only store that was open was here in Kamloops. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the only actual store that was allowed to legally be opened on day one. And it was government run, but we also, of course, at school had to check out the website um, and get some ideas of, of what things would cost. So, day one, apparently all we made was, in our store, we made $41,000. What a disappointment. Check Maddie's credit card oh. statement, you'll see it in a bill for $41,000. <laughs> no, it said uh, the government did not provide the total sales. So, here's the They're thing. just guessing, eh? Yeah, they, they guessed um, that there were 9,980 orders and the 
uh, cheapest thing you can go buy is four dollars and twenty cents. So the least they could have made is about forty-one thousand dollars in sales. Right. Obviously, that's not. Now, here's the thing. Here's why I respect Alberta. Alberta just straight up said, "Here's what we made day one." T, I want you to guess without actually looking up anything. I hope you didn't look up anything. Yeah, I looked up. Ah, uh, dang. <laughs> so you got the seventeen hundred thirty thousand dollars. Seven hundred thirty thousand. That's wild. Yeah. But I just. I love the fact that Alberta is just going to be open and honest about it. Like, look, this is what we made. Yeah, it's, I mean, we, Albertans, take care of business, man. <laughs> there, there, there weren't a lot of provinces that were willing to openly admit how much they made. I think it's, something tells me, especially with, like, Manitoba, I feel like the part of the reason behind it is because they were so anti-marijuana and they probably are, like, embarrassed by the fact of how much money it's now made them in day one or day two or whatever it might be. Right, right. And so it's like Nova Scotia, six hundred and sixty grand. Let's roll through these. Um, PEI made one hundred and fifty-two, which is pretty fair. I mean, PEI is pretty That's small. A small place. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the rest, nobody else really openly admits how much they made. But I really love it if this was public information, so that people could actually get an idea of why this is such a benefit to our country. Because that's simply day one, which has to make you realize that by day two and three, it's actually going to go higher and higher. Because one, you know, there were people at school that had had forgotten altogether that October 17th is like legalization day. And two, you have to think of how busy these stores are. The one in Kamloops still, like as of yesterday at about four o'clock, still has a line of about like 20 people out the door. Okay. So people are lining up, man, and they're willing to wait to, to get their opportunity to go in there. And, I mean, let's just um, think about this, right? Let's say um, Nova Scotia is one of the smallest provinces in Canada in terms of population and in size. Um, they sold 660 grand roughly in day one. If we say – and this is going to be low because everybody had supply issues – um, nobody knew how much was going to be sold. It's hard to, it, it's, it's a bit of a tough situation here. Um, so they're going to have more supply coming, more people coming online. But let's say they're open for 300 days out of the year. You know, that's $198 million for the profits wow. of PEI alone. Um, you know, if we multiply that by proportional population across Canada, we're looking at several several billion dollars right and so that's absolutely and that's based on day one numbers right and that's wild you know and pot stores can be open more than 300 days a year <laughs> they're going oh, to be guess what the online <laughs> store is open 365 exactly there's so, no such thing as a day off it's uh the numbers are are quite wild and so we'll see i mean especially as they start to figure it out um in terms of um meeting supply and and getting getting uh you know inventory levels set right so that they can actually finally be open and sell all day because a lot of places just ran out because nobody knew how much to 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 bring in and i know the the biggest weed company in canada in canada is canopy growth corp they had their ceo on the news the other day and he said you know we honestly didn't know what the demand was going to be and and we're struggling now to try and figure out how to meet make our production meet demand because it's a little bit higher than we thought right out of the gate right so yeah it's going to be a, a boon for for pocketbooks and i think you know people should think like it's one of those things where you know the government can kind of increase taxes on weed 
and and you won't get as much pushback as when you increase taxes on just about anything else, you know. So it's kind of nice to have that in the in your back pocket. Sorry, I'm just checking out the, right now the the supply in the BC store here. And yeah. And everything. Oh, there still seems to be some decent stock. You know, this is the funniest part. It was on Wednesday when me and some buddies were looking through what what this bccannabisstores.com had to offer. And uh, it was about, I'm trying to think of what time it was. It had to have been just before one o'clock and we were looking and sure enough, like probably three quarters of it was all sold out. Yeah. It's just funny because I think that's the thing is we all know someone who's doing it. If you're not doing it yourself as well, I think that there are huge benefits to use and I think the economic benefits people are sleeping on you know and the reality is if people are going to do it they're going to do it anyway you know that's the that's the fact of it and I think this is where I, I laugh at the people who are like wow we're just empowering them and it's like well, no you're not empowering them because they were doing it anyway like yeah they were just buying it from illegal sources that aren't helping our government like tax revenue you know and and so I think we have to just realize that this is genuinely beneficial to our country. It is. And that... Let's bring it out to the open, figure out where the, where the issues are, and let's regulate it and make it work. Absolutely. You know? And yep. Heck, you know, give it a try. See if you like it. Yeah, you know, that's true. We gotta, we gotta get away from the stigma, though. We gotta get away from the stigma that it's like, if you smoke marijuana, you're a junkie, or you're a degenerate, or you're, you know, you're lesser in society because yeah. you consume a substance. We don't do the same thing with people who smoke cigarettes or drink on weekends. Why is That's this true. one any different? Only because it was illegal for, you know, a period of time that those two weren't. But you have to think about, I mean, maybe it was the same way in like the early 1900s when, when alcohol was prohibited. Yeah, probably. I mean, but, yeah. You know, people were still doing it, hence why they took off the prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, I, and I mean it's just going to proliferate right I mean like Maddie said the entire province of British Columbia had one store open that's just outrageous um, and I know the challenges are is particularly working in a financial institution um, the challenges are uh, on October 16th you are a drug dealer and October 17th you are a retail <laughs> sale <laughs> Dude. and so it's like it's like one of those things where it's like well as a financial institution, we cannot give a bank account to an illegal business, right. <laughs> to a drug right. dealer. But on October 17th, hey, you are now a legal business. And so, you know, this anytime there's a change, but particularly this one because of the reputational and, 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 and significant risks around it for the financial institution, it's tough. Um, to You want to be on side with everything. You don't want to be on the, on the wrong side of the law on this one. Um, and one of the tough things too is that most uh, people may not know this. Most um, point of sale machines, you know, where you tap to pay, where you swipe your card, yeah. they have well, they they might call them rails, but they run through American organizations, and they are not allowed to process weed sales. And so, Ooh. a number of stores now are cash only, which is just wild. Which is just a double risk. It's like now you're selling marijuana and you have tons of cash at your store. Now this has been an issue in the states and provinces that have legalized it. I know in, 
in Colorado, they've got, you know, entire separate financial services industry around transporting and storing and keeping safe these mounds and mounds of cash that belong to all these um, weed stores because, you know, if no American company outside of Colorado can process these payments and payment companies are, are federal, do you know what I mean? They're big. And so I know that's an issue here in Canada. We had a um, weed store open across one of our branches for the financial institution I work for. And our branch was like, yeah, it's, I mean, we're getting a lot of people coming to our ATM machine to get cash out so they can go to the weed store across the street. Because we haven't sorted that problem out in every jurisdiction about how we're going to do electronic payments. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. So this, I had this no is idea growing. about that. That's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely a big problem in the states where it's only legal in some states because almost all payment pro processors are federal in, in their scope and they just can't handle like it's processing payments for a drug dealer to them really right <laughs> which is so absurd because it's government regulated but well you know, whatever state government regulated no 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 sorry <laughs> i more mean for us it's government oh, yeah. regulated now right yeah well so that's the like, thing our payment processors are american yeah you know what i mean it's so <laughs> uh, that's yeah, so, so silly some challenges some challenges for sure but i mean i I don't know. And there's some weird, goofy rules around it. And we're just going to figure it out as we go, I guess, right? I know we had two or three weed retailers open on, on uh, I think, three in Medicine Hat, which is wild because we're a town of 60,000. I think there was mm -hmm. only two in the entire city of Calgary. And so I don't know how we got our group in a group better yeah. than some other jurisdictions, but you're, we did. You're telling us, I mean, Kamloops is the only one in all of BC. I don't even know if there's any in Vancouver yet, Kelowna. Uh, Victoria, like you got to think of these way bigger city centers than us, and it's like there's there's far better. I mean, they could just be making so much more revenue if they had I don't know a dozen of them all throughout like the greater Vancouver area right now, you know, pumping out supply. Like I agree. I think I agree. it's. I mean, I get it. You want to do your due diligence. You want to make sure that all the you know. T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and all that kind of crap. But at some point, guys, we gotta not hinder our own financial gain here. And uh, I agree. I just I think they they gotta start opening these up. But the other part too is, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg. And by the tip, I mean like the little snowflake at the very very top of it. We have not even begun to crack into what this is gonna be. And mm -hmm. I think we're just going to keep opening this up and I'm excited to see where this might go. I'm curious to know if when Tarek injures his back next time, whether a doctor will subscribe, <laughs> you know, CBD oil or something. You like won't that. need to. I'll just go to the store and get it. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's true. But you know, to be able to maybe even make medical advancements so that, you know, they might have it there at, um, at the hospital so that they can just dispense it to you and go, yo, try this out for, the next six weeks and tell me you know and maybe yeah. they can they can build some sort of new products um that can help in the healing process i'd like to think that's what doctors and and i don't know chemists or whatever really deals with drugs but chemists they're the, called pharmacists now pharmacists. my grandma calls them chemists. <laughs> chemists well i'm not thinking of the pharmacist the guy in the white coat that sits at you know, oh i see you mean a I'm proper talking, chemist okay i'm talking the dudes in the big giant tower that you really Pfizer. don't know yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. know so i mean i i don't know i'd, I'd just really like to see where this can go um, in terms of advancement and I just think yeah man like 
let's get nuts. I think the other part too, people are all worked up about the whole driving and smoking thing. Hey, look at it this way, okay? When people get stopped for drinking and driving, do you think when they have to pay that ticket that that revenue goes into the cop's pocket? No, it goes back to the government, just like all this stuff. So consider it another revenue stream for the idiots who are willing to <laughs> I think to the people are less worried about the people who get caught and ticketed and the ones who actually <laughs> cause major collisions. That's true, the real too. I get that. I get that. <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. It's the, definitely the snowflake at the top of the mountain. I think what I'm excited about and what I'm hopeful for is, you know, we've got... Iceberg, not mountain. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. I'm thinking mountains. Um We've got uh, weed retailers coming in now. I and we can talk about this too. I think it's really dumb that so many provinces have decided to make it sort of a public to to distribute this publicly through government channels. But regardless, in the provinces that were smart enough to privatize weed sales to allow private retailers to do it, we've got. I'm hoping small business owners, new small business owners coming in, generating wealth in their communities and in generating wealth for themselves which is awesome, providing more jobs. And then we're going to have ancillary businesses pop up. So for example, and these exist already in many jurisdictions, we've got uh, similar to like a brewery's tap room where you can just go and have a couple drinks and try yes. it out and learn the process. We've got these weed rooms, these smoke rooms popping up where you can go because it's tough because there's not a lot of places you can actually smoke weed outside, to be honest, because, and our smoking laws are similar. Like nobody wants you to smoke outside unless you're, you know, anyways, um, and so now we've got these these smoke rooms that'll um, pop up and they'll let you try stuff and it's going to be another place you can hang out and, and do stuff. There'll be food. And it's like, you know, that's just two examples of just these, you know, and hopefully those are going to be small, private, entrepreneurial type people who are, again, generating wealth in their communities, employing more people. Um, and that's ex that's just great. You know, I just love that. Yeah. And it's funny you say that there's going to be food. Of course, there will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think the the biggest thing with that sometimes, too, is like people have to understand we've just like created an entire industry out of nothing right now that is going to employ so many more people. This is a huge economic benefit for our country. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of all of these people who work at these stores, in terms of all the people who have to, I don't know, transfer, yeah, uh, not transfer it, um, transport it. You know, you think of, um, you know, there are operations now where I believe you can apply for a license to basically open up somewhat of a like enclosed industrial kind of like pop farm. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe it has to be outside city limits. I know that there's a group that's kind of, I believe, started construction on a building in Williams Lake even to kind of start, in a sense, like a pot farm. Um, and so I think, you know, we're, we're building all this. Yeah, I was actually, I just seen a news article actually about exactly what you're talking about. They called it craft weed, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can go there and, you know, I, I don't know kind of what your options are, whether they just give you kind of the the bud and you just like break it up yourself and roll your joint or what but i mean it's probably going to be educational you're going to yeah. learn about the process you're going to learn okay this is the things you should think about when you're trying to choose your strain like there's a lot of people who just don't know absolutely just want to give it a shot and that's a great place to learn and and to, you know that's kind of what i do at a brewery anyways you go and try some different stuff and it's fun and it's interesting and yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. absolutely i think i just think that there's a lot of possibility and we're just like you said you know like we've been talking about like this is just scratching the surface 
Yeah. And I mean, speaking of platform, I don't know if you know this, Medicine Hat is going to have one of the largest um, weed production facilities in the country, it, probably the world. It's going to be the largest and single employer in Medicine Hat. It's Aurora Cannabis. They're wow. building a giant, a giant greenhouse uh, just outside the city. Going to be the largest single employer, nearly 500 people. And and their non-skilled labor, you know, just regular laborers are going to start yeah. at over $20 an hour, which is just huge. The city is very excited about it because <laughs> as Albertans, anytime we can get a significant good employer that's not related to oil and gas, we're stoked because we're not going to ride that wave up and down. And, and it's going to be a huge boon for the for the city. Well, and I think the biggest thing is we got to figure out where does dope grow the best? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. We've got to start using some crown land to be building, you know, areas in these parts of our, our country, whether it's on, you know, coastal areas, whether it's like, I know that obviously like southern BC and the Kootenays is very popular. You know, obviously I'm sure southern Alberta. Um, obviously you can't go too arid, but you need... I just think we need to, to take advantage. We have a very uh, diversified climate in our country. We do. And so it's like, we got to, I mean, you got to think of how many people grow tobacco out in Ontario. You got to think. I didn't know that. I oh, know that's, that's, a, that's a huge thing. That's, that's where a, a large amount of tobacco comes from um, is in Ontario because it's just so humid. Hmm. And, and tobacco plants grow really well out there. Um, yeah. And so it's like, you got to think, could they swap it out for marijuana and be just as profitable or if yeah, not maybe. more, you know? And the, and everything I've seen, though, it's it's greenhouses. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a more tropical plant. Um, but that's wild because that cost structure is quite a bit higher than just growing it in a field. But, you know, you can't necessarily at this time <laughs> go to a tropical place it. and ship it to kind and ship it to Canada because it's just I don't know if that right. those those. Those um, yeah, shipping lines exist. Get a little loose on but, the. Could we maybe get a little more loose on our on our importing <laughs> regulations so that you know some certain tropical countries that are well known him, for growing great marijuana could maybe just uh, ship, ship it, it to up. Canada. Well, I think that's the thing. The industry would be protected in that regard, and I think that's a good thing. It's nice because the way it's set up, the cost structure is high enough that I think yeah, it makes sense to have a giant greenhouse in southern Alberta like a million square feet or something ridiculous. And you can, you know, it's going to provide good jobs for Canadians, you know? So that's exactly yeah, it. there's one South of Edmonton by Leduc, by the airport. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's good. But let's quickly talk about private versus public weed sales. This may be weird for, I don't know, for Americans, but Europeans, maybe this sounds normal, but we've got a number of provinces in, in Canada that actually, publicly control the sale of alcohol you cannot buy i think it's i know for sure the biggest ones are bc and ontario because you can't buy alcohol from a private retailer in bc is that right uh well it's it's kind Isn't of funny it? because it's like yeah we have all our bc liquor stores <clears throat> mm -hmm. but we also have like you know there's a lot of um, whether they're restaurants or whether they're just cold beer and wine stores that do sell it. Oh, okay. So they, it's they, a mix, eh? Well, they typically don't have um, as much product, and I don't know the how private they really are or if they're under the government, like if, if part of their money has to like funnel to them or what. 
Um, obviously, they're making profits, but I guess I don't know enough about the structure to confidently say that it's private because it's not like Alberta. Alberta, I feel like you can just be private to such a greater degree. Mm-hmm. And even Costco has liquor stores in Alberta. Yeah, you guys don't in have BC, Costco. We don't know. So that's what makes me think right there. Yeah. That you can't. Now, the funny part is the Save On Foods, I believe they have a wine selection. So you can buy. Um, interesting and that might be an exception from the grocery store but i again i don't know enough of the legislation nor do i quite honestly i really don't care about you know alcohol sales people are going to buy it from wherever they got to buy it um and there's typically a liquor store within your neighborhood regardless the marijuana ones though that's where it's going to get interesting because i am very curious to see how easy it's going to be to just open a store well, that's the thing in BC. In BC, it's it's saying here it's a uh, a mix of public and private. I know Ontario is completely public. You know, Quebec is completely public, and Ontario and Quebec represent the vast majority of the Canadian population. Um, and I just, you know, when you when you think about where do we put a store, where are the sales going to be good, where you know, this is all stuff that you let the market decide. Let someone else meet all the regular beyond that and try to, you know, and I think uh, BC's experienced that where it's like everyone's saying, well, can we have a store here? Can we have a store here? And they're like, well, we're only going to put two here and two there. And it's government money going in. And if it makes money or doesn't make money, it's it just seems inefficient and dumb when it's like just put the regulations out there, make sure people follow the regulations and then let the market decide where stores should go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of doing it yourself? It doesn't make any sense I to think, me. I think too often the government is too scared of what might happen if I let someone do it on their own. Well, they're going to make more money than me. Well, they're going to, you know, be cutting into my profits. And I think it's, it becomes this greed game too often because the reality is what does the government really do good when it comes to services? Like, yeah, like let's, let's really brainstorm all the great things that the government has done so well that private just can't keep up with mm-hmm. okay we mm-hmm. got our list it's nothing okay great the <laughs> the fact is private private enterprise will always surpass the government because we're far more i just think creative you know um and and we're willing to take risks try different things you know the government's so stiff and structured like and and it shows so much like i think um i think too often that they get in their own way and you know yeah i just yeah it's it's a frustration i I don't know i don't know what private retail looks like i guess yet but i'm excited yeah i'm with you and i mean in terms of yeah just let the market decide where there should be stores. You know, let someone else put private money into it. Why are we putting taxpayers' dollars into figuring that out? You know, let someone else risk it, open the store. If it doesn't do well, they'll have to go out of business. I guess my you know? only complaint with this whole thing so far has actually been this idea that, um, how do I put it? I guess that, you know, there's too many hands in the cookie jar right now. We have the federal who said, okay, this is what you can do. 
um, we need our our piece of the pie, which is this like one dollar tax or whatever. Then it's up to the province to regulate it however they want. Okay, so now the province has said, okay, you can either have private or government retail or just government or whatever it might be, and they put their tax on it. And you can only open a store where they say you can open a store and you know all this sort of stuff and then on top of that you now have municipalities getting involved who probably want their cut of the profit absolutely and yeah. they're going to want their say in where you can smoke it how much you can hold all that kind of stuff and it's like guys like this is such a beneficial thing and you're ruining it because you don't see the big <laughs> picture yeah and it drives yeah. me crazy because it's like, just relax. There's going to be more than enough to go around. You yeah. don't have to think that you, you can't like, you can't choke this industry out before it ever gets off the ground. Like just yeah. let it, let it develop and let it become what it is before you all feel like you need to get your hands in the cookie jar. Yeah, I'm with you. And I mean, that's the thing. It's going to shake out. We're going to figure it out. But it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a journey yeah. to get there. And I hope. Here's the thing: people are going to go. Well, why are people still buying it from you know illegal sources and stuff? And it's like, well, because you all want your piece of the pie, so they're forced to sell a gram for like fifteen bucks when someone can buy it for ten on the street or less. Well, that's the thing, right? And it's like, what are you guys doing? You're ruining this industry before it even started. I mean, really. And I know some municipalities too. Speaking about the rules around where you can smoke and stuff, that was left up to individual jurisdictions, which makes sense to me. Um, but some of them were just so strict. It was like, well, the only place you can smoke is in your own home. You can't be in any public place. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, if it's not your home, zero landlords will let you smoke inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if it is your own home, you don't want to smoke inside the house because it's going to stink like weed and you won't be able to sell it. Right. And so it's just like, okay, guys, let's, can we just stop being dumb? Like, obviously there has, this is legal now. We have to create spaces where people can do this because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, and I like this idea of wherever tobacco is restricted or sorry, wherever tobacco is like kind of allowed. Yeah. Like and smoking I, it wherever you can smoke a cigarette. And that makes sense to me too, except some people said, well, th this, um, you know, weed gets you high though, so maybe we should compare it to wherever alcohol is allowed. Because you right. can drink alcohol only in certain establishments or at home, but you can't drink on the street in most places right. in Canada. Whereas tobacco is kind of different. You can be outside, you know, That's and true. so it's like, which That's one true. do you apply type of deal? And so. I guess, yeah, yeah you, you do make a good point there. I think a huge part, too, is people have to understand, you know, I've, I've listened to people who've said, you know, oh, the smell when you walk down the street now, and I'm like, no, what? Like, people don't, for the most part, don't roll, like, your prototypical joint anymore. I don't know if people have been introduced to the world of vaping, but it's, oh, that's true. it's become very popular, and, you know, just the fact that, like, that's how the majority of, like, young people do it, like... Quit thinking in these prehistoric, you know. It's true. These prehistoric I also get annoyed terms, too when someone's like, I just hate the smell. I don't think they should be able to. It's like, I don't know why, because you don't like the way something smells. Someone else shouldn't be able to. <laughs> that is just the stupidest thing you could ever say to me. I just think it smells so bad. I just don't want to smell it. It's like, cool. I don't like the way you smell. Can I tell yeah. you to go okay. home and take a shower? Like, It's just like, can you 
Did you come back later with something better to say? <laughs> well, and I laugh because it's like, you know, a buddy of mine here, he is a big fan of the vape. And the stuff he vapes is, it's got a marijuana base to it. I don't know what it really is, but it smells like grapes. Like, do you remember Grape Hubba Bubba? Uh, yeah. The gum? It's, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's exactly what it smells like. And so it's like, it's got a really nice smell to it. It's very sweet. But it's like, if you're walking down the street and that guy's blowing that out, it's like, you're never going to know. So let's not get all worked up. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Uh, anyways, T, I suppose like the reality is we're just going to have to... It'll be interesting. Let's see how it shakes out. I think, uh, you know, a lot, uh, Canada's the first major country to legalize weed recreation. I think it might be. So the world's watching. Um, we're leading the way. And I know already some American um, cannabis companies have said Canada's going to leave us in the dust and we're going to be missing out on this huge industry, you know. And so we got to they're they're pushing the federal government now to use restrictions so they can keep up. Um, and that's good. Let's lead the way in something. I mean, let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously probably check back in on this multiple times throughout the next year. I think I think it's just. That's just the reality of what, what we got to do because, I mean, this is just going to continue to grow. I'm actually really excited. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this might go. And uh, I think it's going to be, I guess, I would say it's probably going to be quite beneficial to us as a country. I think people are, I are very misled if they think that this is going to be such a negative consequence for us as a country. I agree. Let's regulate it. Let's grow with it. Let's make the rules right. And let's do it. Let's yeah. make the money. Let's have yeah. some fun. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, we took a long time, so no stock talk today. But yeah. I'll have a good one for next week. I was just going to say, let's find some weed stock stuff. Oh, yeah. Weed stock. So they actually went down upon legalization. Really? What? Uh, well, it makes sense. You know, the, the basic, uh, you know, mantra is buy on bad news, sell on good news. So everyone's getting their money out now. Like, it's legal. Made my money. Got my gains. I'm out. Wow. That's all. That's all it was, you know, and well, buy on bad news. That's when the stock dips, sell on good news, you know, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure they'll grow. I mean, we could talk a lot about whether those valuations made any sense because I don't think they did. Oh, probably not. <laughs> but it's just hard because it's like maybe they did. I don't know. They're probably betting 10, 10 years into the future, which is well, unknown, completely unknown. You're uh, valuating on like complete hype because we had no idea yep. what was actually going to happen. It's true, and we could talk about how it seems like so many stocks today, particularly in the tech space, though, are just based on good news and well intentions. You know, we've got publicly traded companies that don't earn money. Right, <laughs> that are just nuts. But that's a different topic altogether. It's like okay. this new phenomena that's happening where it's like, yeah, you can buy companies that don't have any earnings, and it's like people <laughs> pay tons of money for it <laughs> with hope. Just exactly buying on hype. Yeah, exactly. All right, folks. So. Well, y'all have a wonderful day. All right, catch you guys later. Peace. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high.